Hello everyone, welcome back to A Beautiful Life. I found my microphone, I'm so excited. Um, but unfortunately I don't have an adapter for my computer, so the sound is the same on the YouTube video. <laughs> so, we're figuring it out. Um, so this is a doozy of a podcast episode. I'm probably going to step on a few toes, as usual. I mean, you guys should be used to this by now because infertility will be coming up in this episode just briefly, especially since we're talking about IVF. Um, so I want to start by saying that infertility is a very tricky subject. It is so different for everybody. It's never the same for two people. We all have different problems. No two people are alike in this particular matter, um, especially when you're talking about infertility. Most will benefit from some very simple changes to their lifestyle, including their nutrition and fitness. And there will just be a very small percentage of people who will have just a more difficult time. And this is where IVF comes in. Now, typically thyroid dysfunction is a key factor in infertility, um, as well as heavy metal toxicity. Usually when we have serious um, infertility problems that aren't being resolved by anything, we look at heavy metal toxicity. And this can come in through the foods that we eat or the xenoestrogens just in our life. Um, but that's usually a key factor in what's going on fertility-wise. But also insulin resistance can be a reason why infertility is very difficult to deal with as well. So these are just three really important topics that we need to be thinking about when we're going through infertility treatment. One of the greatest downsides to IVF is obviously the financial burden that it places on the couple, but there are obviously some other risks, including allergic reactions and vaginal bleeding, blood and urine, bloating, breast tenderness, cramping, headaches, infection, pelvic pain, constipation, and mood swings. These are all pretty typical symptoms. They're not symptoms that everybody going through IVF experiences. Um, but these are usually all of the risks that they would tell you if you're going through a program. Now, part of the reason why these are symptoms that you would have, you would be dealing with is because there are hormones being administered and those hormones being administered go through like a PMSE type <laughs> cycle in your body. Um, unfortunately, these hormones are often synthetic and can react poorly to your body because they're synthetic. They're not meant to be there. Um, and you're, you're forcing your hormones to do something that is not natural for them. And so this can cause hormone imbalances down the road after IVF is complete. So a lot of women who have gone through IVF will notice that afterwards they do have more hormone problems after. So that is another really important thing that not a lot of people are told, especially when they go through doctors. They're not going to tell you this. But the risks associated with IVF are far less severe than with birth control or IUDs, um, which brings up our next topic. Are IUDs really safe? Oh, goodness. You've already learned by now that there are risks associated with pretty much everything that is synthetic or comes from the pharmaceutical industry or is pushed by a doctor. Basically, there are risks associated with everything in that field. Seriously, it's ridiculous. Though IUDs are touted as, by the health industry in general as being safe and effective, that doesn't always mean that it's safe. It's not. It's rarely ever as safe as they say it is. 
Anything foreign placed in your body is going to come with adverse side effects, and this includes synthetic hormones as well. IUDs have a long history of questionable side effects and safety concerns. If you look at the history of IUDs, it is frightening, scary. And yes, we have come out of that and we have improved our techniques and everything, but still, you shouldn't be placing anything foreign in your body. I don't even wear tampons because there are so many risks associated with just tampons. So it's just... It's just, you know, better safe than sorry. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> if you just take the time to listen to commercials for any type of intrauterine device, there is always a list of complications that can occur. Always. And this is the same thing for drugs, but we're not going to talk about this. <laughs> Though rare, perforation through the uterine wall, actually it's becoming less rare, by the way. Um, in fact, I've heard of it happening more often than other people would like to dis to say or discuss. Um, another rare thing is infection, PID, from bacterial growth. Again, something foreign in your body, pup folks, seriously. Copper IUDs can leach copper into the bloodstream. Excess copper can cause a variety of issues, but this can also lead to the stopping of menstruation completely, which is very dangerous. But more commonly, you have mood swings, increased estrogen, um, which leads to estrogen dominance. We've already talked about that. Cramps, back pain, spotting, and heavy flow. All of these things are warning signs that your body shows that something is very wrong. But you can also have severe abdominal hip and shoulder pain that can also come from IUDs as well. And again, it's something foreign in your body. Um, it's just going to cause problems. So the reason why you have this pain is very interesting. And I didn't know this, so I did research into it. And I thought it was really cool. So a foreign object inserted, inserted into the uterus alters the natural movement of the cervix and changes how the bowels naturally move. So if you think of an IUD, it seems kind of crazy that that would happen because it's such a tiny little device, but it, it does. It, it changes the functioning of these areas. The fascia that atta attaches to the cervix and the uterus also attaches to piriformis, which stabilizes the pelvis, which then attaches to the low back. And that's usually why we have low back pain is our piriformis is off or tight or loose or whatever. And so that's why you get low back pain when you have IUDs inserted into the uterus. This can seriously affect athletes. Athletes tend to have more problems because they're highly active and it can move the IUD around if it's not inserted properly. But because it messes with that fascia, it's just, it's, it causes more problems. Hormonal imbalances and muscle functions are the main reasons why IUDs should be removed or avoided. So bottom line, I do not recommend them. I do not think they are at all useful for the human body. I think that women should avoid them altogether and not, not even think twice about putting an IUD into their, into their bodies. They should just automatically know that absolutely not, this should not go into my body. <laughs> Now, I've posted many times before about birth control. Um, I've talked about it here on the podcast as well. I've talked about its effects on the body and how oral contraceptives have so many negative effects on women's health. Um, I'm very vocal about how much I hate birth control. I will tell the women that I work with, okay, have you been on birth control? How long were you on birth control? That's our key factor. That's what we're working with. If, you, if your doctor is saying, okay, we're going to put you on birth control, absolutely tell them no. 
So I have this conversation with every client that I work with, even if they're menopausal age, because birth control can can seriously affect your the rest of your life. But because these three kind of go together so perfectly, the IVF, the IUDs, and the birth control, I want to briefly discuss it and revisit it. And if you want more information about birth control, you can go back into the history of my podcast episodes as well as my Instagram because I talk about it a lot. <laughs> because of the negative effects, it is becoming more popular for women to turn to natural contraceptives. And I'm really excited to be seeing this movement. I'm seeing a lot more women choose herbal ways. Um, and then, you know, there are, you know, trackings and, you know, things like that. So birth control can actually increase the risk of breast cancer, blood clotting, heart attack, stroke, migraines, gallbladder symptoms and disease, increased blood pressure, weight gain, changes in appetite, mood changes in and mood swings, anxiety, depression, nausea, irregular periods, spotting, no periods, breast tenderness or swelling, cystic acne, and infertility. Sounds like a great trade-off, right? Sounds like a great trade-off to get rid of your PMS. So the thing with birth control, though, is that they're not just giving them to women who are going through PMS stuff, um, menstruating women. They're actually giving them to menopausal women as well. And that is very frustrating because that's just going to screw up their bodies even more. It's going to cause more problems down the road. So it's just really, it's just stupid. It's all around dumb. Okay. It's just dumb. They fool a body a woman's body into thinking that she is pregnant by creating a constant rise in particular hormones. This constant rise can be very dangerous because there isn't a regular shedding of the uterine walls, but women's bodies are meant to fluctuate. Our hormones are meant to have this roller coaster fluctuation, and if it doesn't happen in that way, then we're having problems. Our body is going to start sending us warning signs. And all of the symptoms that I just told you about, these side effects, those are our body's warning signs. That's what happens naturally if we were to naturally have a rise, a constant rise in one hormone. So if you think of it that way, you're creating these warning signs, which is going to create a lot of more problems. The natural fluctuations of our hormones are just so important. And it just doesn't mean our sex hormones. It is every hormone in our body. We need a natural fluctuation. So if you stop that, if you have a constant rise or a constant low, you're just going to cause a lot of problems and that's when we get into more of the excuse me more of the inflammatory issues and the um uh what are they called oh my gosh i always at least forget one word and how to say it when i do these podcast episodes um oh my gosh Anyway, you guys know what I mean. The inflammatory responses, but we also get, um, for example, the, um, you know, the ones that attack your immune system, the whatever. Anyway, moving on. So it's important to balance our hormones for overall health and well-being. Hopefully you guys know where I'm, what I'm talking about. Oh, autoimmune. That's it. See, I forgot the word. It attacks your immune system. That's when we get into autoimmune issues. If you have inflammatory issues and if your hormones are at a constant high or low, you're going to get into autoimmune problems. And that's what we want to avoid. So obviously, you know, alternatives would be using condoms, cycle tracking, um, temperature tracking, which is basically temper uh, your basal body temperature to track when you're most fertile. Um, cervical caps, but these only last 48 hours. And for women with regular periods, you can do mucus tracking. 
Um, you can use Queen Anne's Lace, Blue Cohosh, and Neem. Although whenever you're using herbs, I just have to preface this by saying, please consult a professional before you start using herbs because all of them have the ability for you to overdose. So you don't want to just go into it and take Blue Cohosh or take Queen Anne's Lace. They actually do have side effects if you don't use them properly. So I just want to preface that by saying... There is never a guarantee with these methods. Um, there's never a guarantee with birth control. There's never a guarantee with IUDs. There's never a guarantee. It is more dangerous to get pregnant when you have an IUD or birth control, um, particularly an IUD. But either way, I mean, you just, there's no, there's no guarantee that you won't get pregnant. In fact, the only sure way to prevent pregnancy is through abstinence. I keep saying this, but it isn't always the best case scenario, especially for couples. So, you know, just work with whatever works for you. To finish this out, I want to quickly remind you that anything synthetic that is placed in or on your body is likely going to cause some issues down the road. That includes body washes, lotions, um, shampoos, uh, facial care products, and anything that goes into your body. And that includes food too. Anything that you are consuming or absorbing has the ability to either affect you positively or negatively. Now, these might not be major changes, but even the smallest changes can become big if they aren't dealt with efficiently. And this is where xenoestrogens come in. And we have talked about this in a previous podcast episode as well. And again, I've talked about it on Instagram too. So you're welcome to go back and check that out. So I hope this helps clear up a few things in case you had any questions about these three subjects. Um, in case you do still have questions, you can contact me or feel free to do your own research into all of this yourself. That's always something that I, I push and I highly recommend. I love it when you guys do your own research. Doctors will continue to push these products on people as long as it brings in money. This is why they have you continually doing blood tests and other kinds of testing is because it brings in more money for them. So just remember that, not to be cynical or anything or to put doctors into this horrible light because they have a place and they are important in acute situations. But from the observations that I have had and with working with a lot of different, a variety of different women and men, that's pretty much their bottom line is to make as much money off of you as they can. And so as sad as it is, just be aware of it and don't be afraid to say no because you have a choice and you need to use that choice. <laughs> use it wisely. So thank you all for listening today. Um, until next time, have a beautiful life.